You're a man that controls his own destiny. A man that is always in the pursuit of being better. You are in the right place. You are responsible. You are strong. You are a leader. You are a force for good. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum. Any questions for the old guy, Tyler? Old guys, sorry, plural. You don't want to ask me anything. You already know everything. He I'm was talking say. about right. Mike when he said the old guy. I think that's what he meant. Mike, Mike I mean, is the old guy. Any questions for the old guy? He's, totally fine. Why are like, honestly, Mike, with that beard, if you were standing outside my office when I walked into work, I would give you money. <laughs> <laughs> the beard is rad. Like, that I is would, a, I would maybe walk you over to the Del Taco by my office and say, And hook me up. Get whatever you want. <laughs> Mike's done, I know Mike's done a lot of cool things for the homeless. Do you, are you still doing the socks and stuff like that? Oh, that's right. We talked about that yeah. last time. So, yeah. So we do the socks and there's a couple other projects. There was this one experience. Let me just, just tell you this really fast. So there was a guy that I knew, Billy, knew him for years. He was down on my down around the corner from my office. And I would see him like almost every day. And I had this very strong feeling like, the you know, for a while you you see a guy and and, 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 and I wouldn't know if like the, there was a particular corner and it would be different guys. But then this one guy, Billy, like I'd see him all the time. I'd, I'd see him very regularly. And I like to keep socks, socks in my car. They're good for winter or summer. Everybody appreciates them. The Costco bundle socks, the white Costco mm -hmm. brand, those white socks. I keep multiple packages of those in my car all the time. And in the summer they don't spoil and they're just great. I hand those out all the time. So I see this guy, Billy and, um, you know, gets some socks. Like every day he gets some socks. But then this one particular day, I just want to know who this dude is. So I pull over, he comes over and I, I'm just like, go, like, tell me your story. Who are you? What, what, what are you about? And he just kind of cracks his life open for me. And it's this fascinating journey of how he came to Las Vegas, trying to improve some circumstances for himself. And he got off the bus and he was walking down on Fremont street from the Greyhound station and he got jumped. He had like $300 in his pocket and some punks stole it. And that, did that dejection like that just took every bit of hope and enthusiasm out of him and he was already sort of tenuous anyway he was sort of borderline anyway and then when that happened it just put him over the edge and he was living in tunnels like he lived in tunnels from that day up until the time i met him which was maybe 10 years and um and so i just chose to like integrate into this guy's life you know so instead of seeing this dude on the corner all the time like i made the decision i i'm willing to, to spend some of my resources on this guy. And it ended up being this journey that was fairly demanding. And I say that with all the love I have for another, you know, member of humanity, like I'm demanding. Sure. And you can imagine how demanding it is when somebody is just, their emotional reserves are so drained, like daily, like every day is an emotionally draining, physically draining. The quality of food is terrible. The sleep is terrible heat in the summer like just constant right. heat like there's no relief nowhere to run there's nowhere you can go with some brief exceptions you don't sleep in air conditioning you sleep in heat if it's 105 outside you sleep in heat living in those tunnels and it's concrete and that the temperature is just it's always hot and you know uh, visiting him in the hospital um just having him be on the verge of just just crisis like so many crises 
But I feel like when you decide that you're going to take on something like that, you know, like I was loyal to him and I, I had decided a long time ago, maybe, and that whole experience lasted three years or so, three, three and a half years. And I had really decided in those first moments, like, am I all in? Am I all in? Am I going to do this? And I committed to myself like, yes, I'm going to do that. And so when he would call in the middle of the night, he got, he got stung by a brown recluse like multiple times. What's a brown recluse? It's just a, a really spider, nasty spider. spider. And oh, it's a, okay. Yeah. And so like, okay, so what are we doing? We're now 911. Like, let's get you to the hospital and go just all kinds of experiences like that. And on and on and on too many to tell, but he is now living with his family. He's uh, kind of reconciled some, some damaged relationships and he's living really, really happily in Texas. Shout out to Billy. I hope you can hear this uh, sometime and, and just has really, he's, he's really awe inspiring. Like this guy to survive all that. He was in the military. He had been in Afghanistan, not Afghanistan, but, um, uh, Iraq. Yeah. Iraq, like Gulf war one, like in the nineties, right. right? In the early nineties, oh, okay. like he was there. And like, this guy has lived 10 lives hmm. and the depth of uh, spirit and the depth of like just determination and grit. This guy taught me a lot. This guy really taught me a lot. So, you know, the moral of that is the takeaway of that is, is like you see a guy and I do it too. Like you see a guy in the corner and you just think, throw away, throw away, right. throw away. Um, but there's a story and a life there. And when someone decide and it's a big decision like it's a decision do i even want to talk to this person do i want to engage what level do i want to engage do i want this to be a casual conversation how do you do i want this to be a serious conversation like how do you how do you know because i i agree with you in fact i say that to mrs johnson in the car sometimes where we see him and i'm like there's a story right there like living in las vegas in july if i see somebody walking down the sidewalk anywhere like like in a busy street i'm like there's a story there. Like there's a reason why they're out in 115 degree heat walking. Like, so my, my question to you is Mike, because you've obviously exposed me as the one who tells jokes about homeless people and you're <laughs> the one that helps homeless people. Those of you keeping track at home can see who the good person is here and who isn't. So All I definitely, I definitely, I didn't go out. I didn't leave in the middle of your story to pee. I went to throw up because I was so <laughs> disgusted with myself. <laughs> But as oh, you can man. see, I am such a professional ah. at this. If I hadn't told you that, you wouldn't even have known. So anyway, so how do you, but how do you know? Because like the guy that in front of my office, I can throw him a couple of bucks if it's in my pocket. But obviously I haven't helped the guy at all. You know, I bought him tacos. But so how do you know, like when, when do you engage with somebody like this? Like, I mean, it's is a feeling, it? it's a feeling. And, and I, and, and another thought too, is everybody is worthy of everything you have to share. And so you get in conversations where people will tell you, don't give anything to homeless people. It just enables them and encourages them. And I say, I say the opposite. I say, if I can, or, or how about this? Like if you give somebody $5, they're just going to go drink it. I'm happy to have them go drink it. I'll go buy you the alcohol. If you can escape, if that's a moment where you can escape the, the horror that you live, um, if it gives you any comfort, I'm happy and grateful to provide the vehicle to give you some of that comfort. Now, is it lasting comfort? No, it's it's absolutely not. I mean, it's not really helpful in the long run, but you may not be interested in the long run right now. All you need is just to escape some demons and monsters, and I'm happy to give you that comfort. So 
that wasn't quite an answer to your question. You st- well, I was just going to say something too about that very thing. And by the way, I'm, I'm thinking, why in the world are we talking about this? But this is so, this is such a relevant topic. If we're talking about, you know, strong men being an alpha and so forth, part of that I think is to, is to help rescue the people that rescue those that are vulnerable. Anyway, so my wife, um, taught me something about homeless with this alcohol thing and whatever. She's befriended many. She used to work down on the strip, down in the uh, Caesar's Palace in the in the forum shops, and homeless guys and, and even women would come in there, and she would befriend them and give them free stuff and, and whatever. And uh, she talked about with the alcohol, and I should have known this because of my field. Let's say they're going to take your five bucks and buy alcohol. Well, if they are dependent, which they probably are, that becomes medicine and without your $5, they could die that day. And that, that really just changed my, my view on that, and, and, and it opened my heart a little bit to, okay, if I give them a couple bucks and they go buy a... Boone's Farms. Right, right. Boone's, <laughs> Boone's Farms. Wild turkey. Yes. <laughs> Out there buying a... Well, I'm trying to think of the, what is it? Old Wait. English, old English, or what, are you like liquor? a recovering alcoholic? Shouldn't yeah. you know all this, Brad? Uh-huh. Like you yeah. should know the Pabst, well. Perhaps blue ribbon, beer in a natural bag. light, bag beer, natural, natural light. So can in my yard, exactly. <laughs> so if they do anyway, it's just that it's medicine. That that was a cool thing that my wife kind of, uh, you know, confronted me about one day. I've had occasion in my life um, to spend time in in jails. Gladly not me being there, uh, but there's such a thin line, such a ragged line, just barely left or right of that line of, I see myself, like I've been, I've been in prison many times, the work I, in construction, we'll have projects where we're in prisons for a month or two, and I will see guys and kind of befriend guys and see them routinely over and over, and there's so much humanity inside of a prison that is outside of the view of us, you know, cultured people, the, again, throwaway. So there's so many people in life that just live in this zone of they're throwaway people. And yet that's convenient. That's a really convenient thing. Um, oh, he's just the homeless guy or, oh yeah, that's crazy Sally or, oh, whatever. There's so much though, if you, if you're a believer, if you believe in anything that scripture says, there's this great thought that says there are angels unaware. And so it's very possible that some of these people are sort of placed in our path very beautifully for us to engage with and to grow from. And I personally feel that's my experience with Billy. My life has been helped. The the way I cut through life, I think, has been um, molded a little bit by my three-year journey with Billy. And then, you know, I've had these these relationships with some of these guys that I've known in prisons and they've taught me. And so I like the lessons that I learn from those who are marginalized. I feel like some of my, some of my better lessons have been from those who are the least probably likely candidates to be the teacher in life, right? They, they, they have no standing to teach these lessons. And yet I've come away from those interactions really deeply enriched. So for me, I see myself when I look at the prisoner, I'm just one reckless decision away from that guy. Like you're me, I'm you. We're the same person. I look at a homeless guy and think, you know, a fight with my wife leads to this decision, which leads to this one other decision and it's, and it's over. Like I'm in jail or I'm on the street. Um, it's everyone is everyone. Everyone is everyone. 
Tyler. Like yes, we, sir. The, I, I did not expect this show to go this direction. I know. I, I'm really <laughs> happy with it, though. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's great. Keep Mike's number in my phone so that if I'm ever homeless, I know. He's got your socks. He's for got you. my I back. At least have a pair of socks. He got, right. <laughs> got some socks for me. Tyler, any question for the old guys? I mean, like, it looks like you're getting married here pretty soon. So that's kind of exciting. <laughs> right, with the whole yeah. slowdown. Exactly. Topic. Like, yeah. you've been snap ch- chatting. Is it snapping or chatting or snap? Ch- what is the proper nom- nomenclature? for when you're because you told us you said i'm talking to a girl i talk to girls all the time but i'm not talking to any girls i talk to mrs johnson that's right so i'm I'm trying to get familiar with the nomenclature and i'm sure it'll change by the time my daughter's dating so you you started somebody came to you and said hey yeah this girl introduction um was the so when you interest when you introduced yourself how does that work somebody gave you the girl's number and then you said, hey, I'm Tyler. I got your number. Let's talk. Actually, I got the number. Okay. I, I messaged her through social media. I'm like, hey, I got her number through social media. I just hit her up and said, hey, you know, we have this mutual friend. He said that, you know, he thinks that we would hit it off. So we just started talking like that. And, you know, she's actually really cool. Um, I guess the, the question that I would have is as far as like the daily have to do in in your life what would that be looking back you know as a 25 year old what are the things that i have to do every day and what are the things that you know i don't have to do because i've always thought you know kind of balance your life out scripture study uh do something physically demanding and something to to get the brain get the juices flowing so what is what would be the daily Things that we that we have to do. This is a fat guy talking. I know you can't see me on the podcast, but I, uh, for me, I would just say we're talking about a daily thing. I think that's something that I really failed with. Right about the time probably I turned about 25, I got to um, about a year and a half ago, I was about 425 pounds and actually needed surgery. And some of that has to do with, a lot of that has to do with food intake and not, and not necessarily exercise, but I think I would have been more mindful about what I was eating had I been more active. So I know you already mentioned that as one of your things, but to me, I would say, I would say physical activity and and literally knowing how bad it could be. Even things like I I, I have people that have uh, chronic pain, you know, back injuries and stuff like that. And even if we're not talking about weight, just keeping your body strong, keeping your body strong and healthy. I mean, that's what will make you have a hundred year life is is being strong and healthy you can read scripture and do all these other cool things and learn and whatever have a good career but if your body is failing you're not gonna you're not gonna have that long slow life that mike was talking about so to me going back to 25 i would have gotten my behind up earlier or stayed up later and done a little bit more physical exercise by the way and i don't know if i said this already but i ended up having to have weight loss surgery feeling good about my progress, but now I'm in the same situation where, and now I got to still get moving and do more with my body and, and look at what I'm putting in. So like tonight I have the, uh, what is this called? The alkaline water, just little Ooh. dumb things like that. I'm trying to make better choices. So would you ordinarily have soda? So you're like cutting that out? Yeah. Well, I, well, I drink a monster right before this. So that's, uh, <laughs> this is, I'm chasing it. I'm that chasing is, it with the alkaline water. That explains the tremors. <laughs> That's why I've like got a cold sweat. I don't know if I'm cold or hot. So you're got your foot on the gas and the brake yes. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I would tell you, Tyler, trust your gut. 
I think that we overthink a lot of things. And I think we've been blessed with instincts for a reason. Mike seems to be the one that's most in tune with his instincts. I mean, I think the story, I'm, I'm sort of kind of amazed that Mike was able to trust his instincts to the point where, you know, he was an, what was that term you used, Mike, as far as unknowing angel in this man's life? I mean, angels, did you have any angels idea? unaware? Angels unaware. And it was all instinct. Cause I mean, it seems, it sounds to me like, you're just kind of going on a hunch like this guy needs help. I'm going to help him having no idea where it was going to lead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had him in my home multiple times. I just, I just really wanted to be as much of a helper, as much of a servant, I guess, to Billy as I could. And so I, like I said, I just made that choice. I, 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 when I clicked in, I was, you know, like I'm loyal. I'm, I'm in this Billy, whatever, wherever this goes, however this goes, whatever it looks like I'm in. So Tyler, what do you, when you sit and you ponder your future, um, what are some of the things that make you lie awake at night? Um, you know, I obviously don't want to be lonely. Your favorite movie is you've got mail, isn't it? <laughs> 50 first dates. <laughs> Oh, um, no, the things that make me lie awake at night is, you know, I, and I guess this is kind of going back to what we were saying, you know, slowing down. I'm in that stage where everybody's kind of like, okay, when are you getting married? Like when, when are the kids coming? What's next? Hurry up. And so I feel like I don't have a whole lot of time left to start a family. So those are some of the things that, you know, keep me up at night. Um, you know, for a while there, it was like, okay, what, what career choices am I going to have? I didn't go to college. I just went straight to work. Um, I've just, I learned hard work from my dad growing up on a farm, just get to work. And, you know, it's, it's served me well so far, but I think th those are some of the things is like, can I provide for that family that I'm being pushed towards so much? Um, I'm not against the idea of having a family right away. I just want to know that I'm going to be secure and okay. What, what's the hurry though? I mean, you literally are like, I mean, I had kids until I was like, I think I had my last kid when I was 38. So there's really yeah. no, you're 25 years old and you can make babies for ever. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but I think it is. That. Have you and Maddie decided what you're going to name your babies yet? You have been talking <laughs> for five days now. Like, what's your number one baby name, right? I know you have one, Tyler. I can see it in your eyes. Do you want to know my you're going to name okay. your baby The Rock, aren't you? I know it. <laughs> Dwayne. 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 I love it. No, I knew it. I was I, I was thinking Ephraim. I like the name Ephraim. Ah, oh, cool name. That is a good name. Yeah. Ephraim. That's cool. Okay. All right. Anything else keep you up at night? That's a good question, by that, the way. That Mike. lightning strike last night, that, that, that kept me nuts. up. Was that hailing last night? Wait, there was I a lightning it, strike last night? I think night? it was hailing oh, yeah. last night. The loudest lightning strike in our neighborhood. I didn't hear it. I slept right through it. Oh, man, it was <laughs> You've got a quadruple bypass. You can sleep through a lot. I can't sleep through a lot, actually. So nothing keeps me up at night. So, all right. Any other, uh, anything else you want to add, Tyler? I mean, honestly, Tyler, there's three old guys telling you, like, dude, take your time, dude. Like, right. let it come to you. Don't you think that when you, like, let kind of, like, prepare yourself and let, let things kind of come to you naturally, that's when life works. It's when you start to try and force things where you make bad decisions. Totally agree. Your judgment gets compromised. You do and say stupid things. Rather, you know, life's like a, you know, I, I like what Mike said, like, 
there is no hurry. There really is. Right. You don't want to be sedentary. You don't want to be sitting in a, in a chair doing nothing, watching video or watching video games. Like that's how checked out I am. Like no, that's actually a thing now. Watching kids video will watch games. People play oh video games. Gosh, Your I kids can't. watch video games. Brad, your kids watch yes. video games? Yeah, they're they're like following these guys, and I'm like, what are you do, what are you doing? I'm watching Mike, your kids watch video games? Yeah, so they get on the YouTube. Are you watch watching video games right now? What is going on on your phone that I, is more interesting? That's what what's happening I in this room. That I are you watch. talking to a girl, Spurgeon? It's dirt bike news. It's <laughs> 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 yes, there's, there's a race. So that what I was what is to... happening in the world of dirt bike? I love Just, the internet, by the way. It's like dirt bike news. So what is happening in the world of dirt bike news? Oh, there's just some races that I wanted to see who who guys how they placed. Who, who won? You know, it's the same thing as like watch it. But it's my football. That's sure. My football. No, no, I right. get it. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. So what? So who won? Uh, I I don't know. I got busted, so I didn't get a chance. Well, I want <laughs> listen. Oh, people are dying. They're listening to this right now. They want to know who won. The race. Tell us who yeah, won the race. I don't know. I gotta look. You, it up. All right, Mike's gonna look it up. So I have a question for Taylor. Do you feel like being a young guy, so you're 25, 26? Yep. Okay, 25. Do you feel like 25 in 2018 is any different than 25? So when I, when I was 25, it was in the, the early 90s. Uh, are you now living a different 25 than I did? I, I think so. I think everything's more accessible. You know, technology-wise, we're getting news much faster than we did. Um, I mean, the internet makes everything seem so much better or so much worse. I think it especially Instagram. Everybody goes to Instagram and you see the best of everybody's life. You don't see their worst. And so then you're like, oh, okay, my life sucks. Look at all these great posts that these people have. Look at all the fun that they're having. And you're not seeing the hard times that they're going through. So I think it's much more um, extreme on both ends of the, the spectrum there. It's either terrible or it's amazing. There's nothing really in the middle. And I, you know, talking with other people, with my parents and other people that I, I'm friends with, you know, everything is more rushed and it is just more extreme nowadays. It's, you're, you're not, there's no normal. It's either you're this or you're that. There's no middle ground. Okay. That's an interesting perspective. So do you have a network of guys that you associate with and hang with that you feel are living this kind of real existence? So, uh, you know, with social, you can be this person who just projects out whatever image you want. You just make up an image and that's what people think you are. Right. Do you have a network of dudes, of guys that know you as you are? Who are those guys? Don't name them, but do you have them? Who are they? Like what kind of group have you gravitated to? Are they school guys or sports guys or whatever? And then how do you guys say, keep it real in your own way? Right. So I actually coach uh, youth rugby here in town. Um, and so I'm, I have a lot of friends in the rugby community and most of them are older than me. I'm, you know, 25. There's not a lot of people running youth rugby leagues in the United States that are my age. And so I get to hang out and kind of vibe with these guys that are kind of taking it slow. They're having fun. Um, this past February, I bought a motorcycle. Never thought about it in my life. Bought it, best decision ever. Um, it was such a great decision that my dad bought a motorcycle. Nice. And now me and him bond in a way that we've never done before. We're saving Very up cool. for a helicopter now. Right. <laughs> no, that's next. I think jet ski and then helicopter. Jet ski that's and then helicopter. So these are street bikes? Yeah, it's a Harley Davidson. No, it's, no, it's not a Harley. It's a Suzuki Intruder. Okay, so it's like a, a Japanese Harley. Yeah. yeah, right on. 
And um, and so like that's kind of our way of like just taking things slow. I, I take it to work every now and then. It's not a daily rider. I you know, the traffic out here just scares the crap out of me. But I'm starting to slowly learn, you know, these things that we've been talking about. Just slow down. Don't be in a rush to get married. Don't be in a rush to have kids. Um, I mean, when the time's right, go for it. Don't just let it slip past you, but, you know, kind of slow down. And I don't know why it is that I think that way. I think that's just, you know, the way that we're getting molded now is hurry up. Do you have a group of guys that are your phone of friends? Do you have guys that will help you bury the body? They won't ask questions. How, who are those guys? Oh, yeah. I have a very small group. I like yeah. that. Help you bury the body. That's a metaphor I like I've never heard lot. before, but I like that a lot. Mike's buried a few bodies in his day. I'll tell you right now. I can tell. Probably. Right. So, you know, in high school, we all have, you know, tons of friends. After high school, mission, whatever it may be, everybody drops off the face of the earth and you kind of have to restart. Um, I work so much that I don't hang out with a lot of people. I have maybe one friend that's about my age that I hang out with on a regular basis. Everybody else is coworkers, guys at church. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have a very small circle that, Oh yeah, I can go to them for anything and that's great. Do you guys have the kind of relationship? And I wonder how, cause, cause when I was young, 25, I, I was not transparent with my friends. Like I had a small group of buddies, but I think that I probably lived really superficially and projected this persona of like, I'm the good time dude. You know, if you want to go have adventure and set something on fire, like I'm there, I'm totally down for all that. But I personally don't think I was really, really transparent with those guys and didn't get into sort of like the depths of my character and maybe what I felt about things, what I was doing, what what to me was working good in my life and like what was failing. Do you feel like that is any – because when you're talking about all the Instagram stuff, it seems like my perception would be that, that young dudes would even be less willing to be transparent with other guys completely open because I don't want to jeopardize this persona that I'm, I'm shooting right. out there. Right. Is that the case? Tell me I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, so that's the case for a lot of people. I'm actually really lucky. My friends that, that close circle that I have, they know everything about me. They, they know the good, the bad. And we're in that kind of situation where, Hey, I'm having a really crappy day. Like, what are you doing tonight? Or we just tell them, Hey, you know, this is what's going on right now. One of my buddies, um, younger than me is, is now divorced and he's been going through some really hard times. And so, you know, he's been very open with me. Like, I don't know if I want to start dating yet. I don't know if I want, you know, to, to message her again or to text. Her. I don't know if I want to answer the phone when she calls. Um, he's, he's very open and that makes, you know, me feel like, all right, I need to step up my game as that friend. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people my age, are putting on that persona. Like I need to be the tough guy or I need to be the, this guy, whatever it may be on their social media and they're not being real. But I, I have seen that, but it, in my small circle of groups, I'm very thankful that it's not that way. Okay. So you're kind of living in an unusual circumstance where you have these guys who are, I'm not on the mic. You're good. Okay. So you have this circumstance where you've got this core group of, of dudes and you're also unusually, um, um, I gotta think of a different word than vulnerable. I hate that word. I hate the word too. Vulnerable. I, Honest. I won't say it. So I need to go to the thesaurus. Bear with me. Yeah. And honest. 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 honest vulnerable. Not vulnerable. No. 
not saying that word. I think maybe in or uh, open. Open. I have to come up my own. Word. All right, hang on just a second. Hey Siri, help me find another word for vulnerable. Accessible, exposed. All right, hey Siri, here Siri, Disclosing. help me find another word for Volvo Mobile. Is what? <laughs> Siri. Okay. Why can't you be more like Alexa? Alexa understands me. Okay, got it. I have a question. I just needed to not have not say right. vulnerable. Okay. Right. Okay, so with these guys, do you feel that you have this relationship where you can be exposed with them and to them at a level that says, hey, I have these addiction issues, I have these compulsions, I have these dark areas of my soul, I have these maybe defects of character that at 25 or 26 are probably shaping and informing like the rest of my life. Absolutely. Am I going to, so like at 26, am I becoming this 50 year old guy, unless I can change course, unless I can get some awareness, unless I can do something to intercept this and interrupt this, like I can just fast forward in my brain and see exactly the kind of guy I'm going to be if I don't do something about this. Do you feel in 2018, you or other, other men are in, in groups where you can just crack that open and say, I would like to go to a 12-step meeting or I would like to go see a shrink or I would like to do something that puts you in a place of maybe risk to admit those things to these other guys and they invite that, they welcome that. Like, do you have this culture that welcomes that? Right. So I can only speak for my small group. I absolutely think we have that. Um, you know, I've had times where I needed a couch to sleep on and they've been there. And it's like, all right, I'm going through this or, you know, I started doing this. I think it's a bad thing. I'm going to need help out of it. All right. I'm curious in your age group, do you, so you, you happen to be maybe lucky to have that, but do you think other guys your age have that? Is it, is it, is it a generational thing? Cause for us, I think with, with us, we were the ones that you don't, you never talk about that. Never happened. I think, I think that, you know, and, and so maybe younger men have evolved in a better way that way. But do you, do you see other people, even if they're not in your group, do you think that's generational with your age? Um, for the most part, what I see is kind of like the whole me, I situation going on where I'm going to get through my problems. I don't need anybody's help. I'm strong enough to do it by myself. That's what I've seen at work at least. Um, you know, I work in a warehouse where we're looking for parts and equipment tools all day long I'm the kind of guy to call out on the radio. Hey, does anybody know where this is at? And there's a lot of guys like, I don't need help. I'm going to figure it out myself. And would these be like older dudes, guys your age? What? Um, my age and a little bit younger. Okay. Yeah. It seems to me though that that, you know, you, you see stories all the time in the news or on the internet about how with social media, you know, in, in theory you would think social media is, is bringing us together in a way that's never been the case. And yet with so much on Facebook and Instagram and all that, it's really, it's fake. It's not real. Like we are seeing the parts of people's lives that we, that they want us to see, you know, they don't want us to see. Nobody's posting pictures on Instagram of their messy house and their stretch marks. It's not happening. <laughs> all right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we've, we've, we live in this, this time where we can kind of like try 
try and filter out all the crap and share the good. And we find ourselves in this trap, like comparing ourselves to whatever's on Facebook or Instagram. And it's going to make us miserable. So going back to what I started with is we're living in this time where you see it all the time where people are on social media and yet they feel like they're isolated, like they're alone, like for some reason their life isn't measuring up to everybody else's. And if, yeah, if you want to gauge your life or compare your life to what somebody's putting on Facebook or Instagram, it isn't you're going to be miserable because until people start posting pictures of the dirty dishes that need to get washed or the stretch marks or, you know, skid marks in your toilet. (laughs) I had to say, I didn't know this podcast had a line. You just crossed it. (laughs) Like you just crossed the line skid marks. I want you to keep that. Do not edit that out. If you edit that out, I'm going to be very upset. But skid marks, I hope that's the last time skid marks, that term ever appears on this on this podcast. Hitler mustache, fine. Like Hitler mustache. Age jokes, fine. Skid marks, that's where the line is, right there. <laughs> that's is. the line. I didn't know we had one. It's there. You've crossed it. Congratulations. You found it. Weren't even looking for it, but there it is, right there. So good, man. Skid marks. Make sure that when you hashtag this, you hashtag skid marks. Skid marks. Okay, got it. <laughs> on, the, I, on the social media feed. So Tyler, I have a question. Yeah. So you're coaching rugby. How old are these kids? Um, I've coached elementary all the way up to high school. Okay. So you're a mentor. You're shaping the, you know, the growth of these guys. You're imprinting right. on them. You're a role model for these guys. How are you doing that? Who do you... Are you channeling anybody that was a role model to you and are you passing those lessons on to them? Um, so some big role models that I've had um, are other kind of like life coaches. Uh, one of them, Satema Nali out of uh, Utah, played for the Patriots. So I know Derek will like him. Um, but yeah, everything that, that I'm telling these kids, you know, in rugby, in life, you're, you're going to need somebody to have your back. Um, Never run alone on the field. Have run with someone. Because you're going to hit trouble. It's not always going to be open field. Okay, There's either going to be one guy or the entire other team right in front of you. You're going to need somebody to have your back. And that was probably one of the biggest things that, that I tried to instill in them is don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to reach out to your buddies, to your coach, to your parents especially, and ask them, you know, I need help with this certain thing, or I'm having a problem here and I need some backup. And, you know, some of these kids have reached out to me. We, we had some kids that had some very serious issues. Um, and it kind of, you know, it fixed itself out. I think the, the teamwork that we had, the camaraderie that we had was very strong, even for middle school age kids. So you're talking about like off the field stuff. Oh yeah. 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 Completely off the field. And, it, it translated, you know, back and forth on the field. They, they're starting to run towards a the guy. They're like, all right, somebody run with me. Someone run with me. And the communication of I have your back, you know, pass the ball over here if you need to. That always solved the problems. Anytime that we found a problem on the field. Okay, well, why did this happen? Lack of communication. I think that happens at work also. You know, why do we have problems at work? Usually a lack of communication. There's a communication breakdown somewhere. And when we're able to communicate more with each other, we trust each other on that, that level. That's when problems start getting solved. 
Keep on keeping on. We, we appreciate Mike uh, coming in and Tyler coming in tonight and sharing their wisdom with us. Mike was uh, in the desert yesterday riding a motorcycle and in a helicopter. He won the weekend. Hey, what are we going to do this week, guys? What's um, what's So it's Nevada Day. I'm, I'm looking to do something really cool with my kids this weekend. They have Friday off school, so uh-huh. maybe we'll go camping. I might I might want to go out to the dry lake bed out there and camp with the boys or uh, Mount Charleston. Can you hook us up with a helicopter, Spurgeon, if we go out there? It's a, what is the – there's no hookup for that? Why don't you go out there and get hurt, and then you'll just have, like, have a – Life flight. I told you last week that you could put me on a motorcycle or an airplane cockpit, and I would be just equally as qualified. I would be equally unqualified for either one of them. So I've never driven a motorcycle, never flown a plane, never, you know, maybe I should put that on my bucket list. I'll let you ride for, a motorcycle. That's fine. I want to fly a plane, actually. I don't have any desire to drive a motorcycle. So, no, as far as, like, we were going to, we were going to, maybe we can table this till next week, but here's my assignment for you guys before you go home, and we're getting back together next Sunday, right? I'm good with that. Mike, you're going to be okay? Yeah. Tyler? If I'm allowed back. We'll see. It depends on how Jeremy's doing with that one thing that shall not be named. We're not going to talk about that anymore. (laughs) I've already told too many jokes about that, maybe offended some people, which is cool. That's fine. you got to be provocative. I'm trying to get the attention of the uh, spicy the audience trying to keep it spicy but um yeah i think next week we think about something that you know you like we've talked about things that we know that we need to do that we aren't doing and i don't want to put anybody on the spot right now because we didn't really talk about this in show prep or anything like that but i i want your assignment is to come back next sunday with something that you want to do that you know you need to do that you aren't doing and i want you to tell us why you're going to do it why you need to do it and how we're going to keep you accountable to do it because you're going to have to return and report and talk about what you're doing to kind of get yourself to that next I'm place game. i'm game that sounds cool. all right so i want you know and i don't care what it is i really i don't care if it's piano lessons I don't, I really don't give a damn, but I do want this to be about, you know, it's never too late. We learned that tonight. I'm really thinking, I, I think that we learned a lot of great things tonight, but it's not, you know what? Age is just a number. And I don't want to say I'm too old for that because I'm, I'm not, we're not, we're not too old. If you want to do it, damn it, do it. So anyway, hey, we appreciate you tuning in. This has been our meatiest, longest, best episode yes, yet of the Alpha Quorum. You can reach us on Facebook Facebook or Instagram at, uh, at Alpha Quorum. Any ideas for future shows, any future interviews, we are going to start implementing interviews into the rotation. It's going to be great. If you know somebody, if you are somebody, you want to be part of the show, go ahead and message us. How do we get a hold of you, Mike? Hobo Moped, Instagram. Hobo Moped. Tyler, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, Brother Hilo, Instagram. Brother Hilo. Mr. Brad Singletary. Mr. Brad Singletary. And I am Derek Johnson. And that is Alpha Quorum today. We are done. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha. And this is the Alpha Quorum.